of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, where everything is terrible. And the house is on fire. Oh my god, is that a combo intro? It is. Uh, <laughs> the point being, this is a music industry podcast. We are doing music industry things. What are we talking about today, um, Keith? This podcast is sponsored by Liquid Death Mountain Water. 100% mountain spring water. Murder your thirst with Liquid Death. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, today we're talking about social media streaming in the age of coronavirus, specifically the now revelatory information that Facebook is going to get with the fucking times and allow a tip jar and allow bands and artists to earn money through Facebook. Yeah, which is really cool. So- we'll see. <laughs> yeah okay so, so 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 this all ties into a theme that keith curtis and i have been talking about a lot lately which is music promotion during the quarantine because we actually have our quarantine challenge coming up and you can sign up by um emailing me matt at dropoutmedia.net matt at dropoutmedia.net again just in case you didn't catch it the first time all this to say keith what are your thoughts on the facebook stream thing So first of all, it goes without saying, whenever Facebook gets involved in something, be wary because they have a propensity to fuck it up, inject themselves in ways they shouldn't, steal your private information. This is, I'm not being, this is not a flight of fancy because normally I'm the guy that's like, no, no, you clicked accept and you have to accept whatever the terms of service are, but also don't be a simp and willingly give away your shit. so like everything, Facebook is plugged into your life from the second you click the very first, I accept these terms of service. And every time you update the new terms of service every year, which is the only way you can continue to use any platform, they are figuring out ways to insert themselves into your shit for a lack of a better vernacular. And so while I applaud them, oh, I see, oh, we're losing people are doing their, not going to do their streams on Facebook because they can't monetize it. I mean, you could always post your Cash App, Venmo, PayPal links in the stream, but, you know, people can't play guitar, sing piano, butt trumpet, whatever they do, and also type. So, you know, it'd be easier if it was an automatic thing like Twitch, like um super chat users on YouTube who have over a thousand fans and are approved for that. Um, You know, these, this is the wave of the future to be able to leverage your platform to make money, especially in this crisis. And this is what Matt, as Matt said, that's what we've been focusing a lot on how to get through this crisis, how to, what the landscape looks like after the crisis and how to survive it. Um, So yeah, I'm just weary of Facebook here's a social network that also has a Bitcoin currency. I'm leery of anything they do in general. Now I used to be very trusting of them. I'm not now. So be careful. And as my typical advice to everybody, you've heard me say this a thousand times, I will say it a thousand more. 
Anytime you notice a major rollout of a new feature on any social network, go check all your privacy settings because when a major network has to do a huge programming boost to their whole network, they tend to roll back some of the features you previously set and agreed to. And Facebook is notorious for this. So just be careful, number one. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. That being said, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be interesting because first of all, music people are disproportionately represented on Facebook because of event page, especially heavy music people, because of event pages and also because it's a slightly older demographic, right? But really event pages. Um, you know, so I think there's gonna be people who weren't really watching live streams on Instagram or whatever who are now plugged into the Facebook platform. I also think Facebook's live streams already look better than Instagram's live streams and offer more functionality. So that's also going to kind of keep people motivated. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Very you know, fair. well, cause like, you know, cause like an Instagram live stream, like to showcase a whole band, you have to hold your screen sideways, you know, it's just kind of, yeah, you know, whereas Facebook is already, presenting in a way that looks good for bands, you know, which I think is really valuable. Um, so I, you know, so I, now that being said, I, do I agree that it's, it's pretty boned in terms of, you know, privacy and stuff. Sure. Do I agree? They're probably going to take, I actually don't, Facebook generally doesn't take that big a cut from what I, you know, from, the things they take cuts from, be it. Well, yes and no. So I hate to debate you on this, my pal, but uh, I'm going to jump in here. I hate to interrupt, but I'm going to say this. Everybody that does birthday fundraisers, fucking stop right now. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> fucking stop. You want to raise money for charity for your birthday. I don't want gifts and I don't want Facebook but likes and posts. I want to donate money to charity. Go to that actual charity, set up an, a thing with them, and do a fundraiser that way or use CrowdRise, a platform I trust that used to work in the nonprofit world. My first social media job was actually in the nonprofit world uh, as a professional before I even worked with music in the music industry. And so don't give Facebook a piece of money you're raising for charity, number one. So that being said, if that's how they do with charity, how do you think they're going to do when you try to make a profit off their platform? Will it be a huge cut? I don't think so. But why does it have to be any cut? Now, I'm sure Twitch takes a processing fee. I'm sure YouTube definitely gets some kind of micro transaction off of Super Chat. Here's $100. Answer my question in the Super Chat to huge, you know, superstar YouTubers, right? I was watching the NFL draft a little bit, like a live stream of the NFL draft last week because I don't have cable. And these two jabronis who have like only 25, I mean, they only 25,000. I wish I had 25,000 followers on Ghost Cult's YouTube. They have 25,000 followers to their draft YouTube page. And they literally were getting like $100 donations to predict a pick that was about to happen. So people will donate. If they will donate to that dumb shit, they'll donate to your music. Especially if you've built a good following with good practices that you probably learned from this podcast. But I just don't know about trusting Facebook so blindly. I, I, I have to urge caution. I have to. Yeah, that being said, you should probably do it. <laughs> you 
Yeah, for sure. And here's the here's two other things. It's again not scientific, but I feel like more people are coming out of the woodwork on Facebook for the first time in a long time who haven't used the channel in a while. So it seems like more people are on. I don't have data to back that up. Uh, apparently, the socials are all a bit down, and social advertising is down, uh, which usually follows suit to user activity. But it seems like I'm seeing people on Facebook that have not been on in ages, and they're just like, oh, is this thing still on? And um, the reality is that Facebook has five to six times larger audience than the next nearest social network, which means even if 2% of your Facebook audience sees your live stream, that 2% is bigger than your Twitch feed and your followers, unless you're a major player on Twitch, like Herman Lee or Matt uh, Heafy from Trivium. Uh, and, uh, you know, also just the same thing. Again, you can't deny the Facebook platform is, has been for a long time built for this. Uh, Instagram should not have wonky problems though, to be honest. Um, and again, wouldn't it be awesome if you could TikTok stream and get money? TikTok still lagging. Awesome for engagement. Can't monetize the channel. Can't do anything with it. Curtis and I are going to interview a TikTok superstar next week. I'm really psyched. But uh, can't really do anything with that channel except grow awareness. Come check me out on my Twitter, bro. That's all you can do. Fight me on Twitter, bro. You can't do anything with those. Um. But yeah, Matt, uh, I have a question for you. So let's say, Matt, you're going to do a, a live stream and collect donations. When is a good, what is a good idea for your live stream? You can't, if you're going to go up there and just fart around, probably not a good idea, right? Give us yeah. what Matt would do if I mean, you were going to do a live stream. If Matt I was going to if it's Matt and his guitar, you know, I, I would do a few things, you know, because it's all about giving people an exclusive experience they probably couldn't get elsewhere. You know, so like if it was me and my guitar, like I would look at what are my specific interests, jazz and classical, because I'm pretentious and white. And I was um, going to say and gifted, but okay. <laughs> but uh, the point being is like, Nate, one thing I might do is I might like take requests. You know what I mean? And be like, okay, like I'm really good at classical guitar. I could probably, you know, like, like tell me any piece and I'll try to play it right here. I'll sight read it. You know what I mean? Like, that sounds kind Adobe? of fun. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, like I can do uh, Paganini, you know, his, his Paganini arrangements. So, you know, like something like that would be really, you know, I think something like that would be fun. And then Q&A about what I think is interesting with this piece and all that other stuff. Because like people who know me know that I'm really into um, classical music, small c, and specifically romantic late romantic music big l big r <laughs> um but uh you know because that gives people a unique experience they couldn't get if they went and saw me play classical guitar live you know what i mean uh it also would be good because it would help push oh matt's like a real classical guitarist which is something i'm trying to establish because i was hoping to start playing classical guitar live before all the shit went down I believe you sent me some test videos. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would have been cool, you know? So I think there's a lot within that, you know, I think there's a lot within showcasing your skill on your particular instrument, you know, and also not being afraid to kind of make a fool of yourself for a lack of a better term, you know, like, 
being aware that, you know, it's, it is kind of silly trying to, <clears throat> you know, shred whatever the fuck on a classical guitar, you know, for the first time, especially if people are giving you very high level pieces to try. You know what I mean? So go for it. It's fun. It's, this is what it's about. This is about having fun with people in ways you probably couldn't have previously by pushing the interactivity, you know, like I think a lot of drummers, you know, uh, drummers, especially, cause that's such like a unique instrument in the way that everyone has kind of a different style, yada, yada, yada. Like, I think that <clears throat> there's a lot of place for someone to like kind of figure out, Oh, let me share some stuff about my jazz technique, you know, or let me share my, my views on Max Roach and I'm a, a punk drummer, you know, or, you know, let me talk about other punk drummers I like and talk about why that matters to me. Do Question. you know what I mean? I do. Question. Do you think it's a good idea to go in, not necessarily with a whole script, but a plan, an outline of what you're going to talk about episode to episode or stream to stream? Or do you go in like willy-nilly? I think it's good to have talking points, right? I think it's really valuable to have, you know, it's sort of like when you're playing a guitar solo and maybe you don't know the whole guitar solo, but you know like the three or four key bits, you know? Every guitar and, player ever. <laughs> yeah. And so, which is fine, you know, but like, I think if you have three or four key bits that you can sort of lean on, I think that makes it a lot more likely to actually work for you. Does that make sense? You know, so like, I'll go into a live stream and be like, okay, well, I'm going to play people some, you know, Ramones, weird Ramones stuff. And then I'm going to show someone a weird Robert Johnson thing. And then I want to showcase some Vila Lobos, right? And then like, let people sort of ask you questions around that and go from there. Maybe a bunch of people really latch on to the Robert Johnson thing. So you just keep talking about early history of blues and Charlie Patton and, uh, you know, Sunhouse and uh, Willie Dixon, if you have good taste or Blind Lemon Jefferson, you know. Um, and like, and then that just becomes what it's about. And you just have learned a lot about your fan base just out of that, just by interacting and talking to them, you know, like, that's what it is. Is it's like, okay, what do the people, what do the people who are watching me want? And is that like relevant to what I'm trying to do? You know, so is, you know, like it is showcasing a fondness for deep Delta blues going to help me or help build my brand and assuming yes, there you go. You know, Aside from playing music, what other types of live streams have you seen that are successful? Um, I like that, the that you can monetize, that you I, can monetize. I like the talk show live streams. I think those are cool. You know, uh, I like, um, I like that. I, I like when people do talk shows. I like when people do any sort of weird creative thing that ties into their ethos right like i like i like when it's like oh hey we're i don't know we're playing with our hedgehog and you know like 
anything that like helps further establish you as a person who gives a shit about other people and wants to, and is trying to be amusing and, and fun that is brand building. You know, it's the same reason I email my list where, and I'm like, tell me about your pets, show me your pets. You know, it's, it's, it's just because suddenly I go from Matt, some guy who sends me an email every day to Matt, my friend who asks me about my dog, you know, or like the amount of people who got connected. Like I wrote an email sort of having a panic attack the other day. Cause my, my cat's a fucking dipshit and ate too much food and was throwing up <laughs> um, like he got into the bag, you know, and, and I got a ton of really nice messages and like got a lot more connected. And I, and I wasn't doing this for attention. I was just like talking about my day to my list, you know, but I got a lot of really cool messages and I was able to go like, Oh wow. Like I'm actually really engaged with these people. They care. And we were able to build our relationship just by talking about something I had been facing. You know what I mean? And I think it's valuable to just kind of share your life with people because it helps, it helps everyone around you connect better. Does that make sense, Keith? That makes total sense. And uh, Jim is a, uh, a peach. And I know when you're seeking attention, you talk about Fenris or your hair. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. And, and it's tricky. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, like, like it's definitely hard to be like, is this, you know, I think everyone has sort of a self-doubt piece where you're like, am I doing this for attention or am I like genuinely trying to help people with this content or whatever, you know? But to me, that's part of the game. You know, it's all about figuring this all out piece by piece, day by day. Um, you know, I, I, ho I hope that sort of makes sense. Uh, and, and I think also that there's a lot of value to taking time and and watching a ton of other people's content so that you can create better content yourself. That ties in perfectly to the next music marketing challenge, Matt. Does it? And what's that, Keith? Well, the music marketing challenge, I think you, uh, I don't want to say erroneously, but I think you mistakenly referred to the challenge earlier as the coronavirus challenge, which it is not. It is, it is focused on creating content for your brand in the age of coronavirus. We have made the last couple of challenges, obviously have taken place during this pandemic. The first one while it was developing and we baked in some lessons while it was happening. And this last challenge has been full of useful how to get by during the coronavirus stuff. Um, but this next challenge is the content marketing challenge, and it is going to have a, a focus on coronavirus and what to do during and after. And, you know, it turned out from uh, our research, from the poll you ran, and just from chatting with former and current people, a lot of people don't understand the, you know, don't know how to approach creating content on a regular basis for their band or as a musical artist. They just don't understand. And, and, and especially not during the crisis where it becomes right. a lot harder. I don't blame anyone. I don't either. A lot of people have told me they feel awkward. Uh, you know, the problem is choice. They feel awkward when people can't eat or pay rent or have lost a loved one. They don't know how they feel about promoting their hot new single, bruh, and their Bandcamp, you know, uh, page. But, you know, we'll tackle how to do that with tact 
and we're going to tackle how to go channel by channel, create meaningful, exciting, engaging content, and how to use that content. Because I've seen a lot of people who make badass content and then they just kind of don't do anything with it that's proper or sensible. So they have a nice piece of content, but they don't know how to action it and how to leverage it for success. And we're going to teach how to do that. And, and this is a course, if you took this course, if I went in and taught a, a CEO and a, a marketing staff how to do this, it'd be like $10,000. And you're going to get this course for, you know, what amounts to uh, a cup of coffee and a sandwich a day. Yeah. For it's, a 30 it's... minute lesson that's worth hundreds of dollars a day, thousands of dollars. And over the course of your band's lifetime to learn how to create content from three market music marketing experts, priceless. I swear I didn't rehearse that or write that down first. I so you can, you can sign up uh, by emailing me, matt at dropoutmedia.net in the show notes. Uh, and it is $90 for the standard tier and $140 for our higher tier, which just kind of has more in-depth challenges, more personal engagement, uh, you know, all that good stuff. If you have and, worked and with nudes us. nudes of Matt. Yes. It comes with nudes. From, and, from and, and pictures of my chest tattoo. Um, Right on. And uh, the deadline is May the 10th. Yes. Uh, and if you have worked with us before, we do have um, a previous member's discount. Uh, however, uh, just email me and I will hook you up with the prices for that. Um, this has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Are we done yet?